Spirit Catholic Radio, Catholic Radio for the Christian community. Good morning and welcome to Spirit Mornings with Bruce McGregor and Chris McGregor. And today, Chris, uh, it is a real pleasure to have with us Father Samir, Khalil Samir. Uh, He is one of the world's leading experts on Islam. And in a book that we're going to be talking with him about today, he uh, responds to these questions uh, that can help one learn and judge for oneself without prejudice Uh, This is a contribution in the spirit of the realism needed in order to build adequate ways of living with those who have become our new neighbors and obviously think a little differently than we do. Uh, The book is 111 Questions on Islam. And Father, good morning and welcome to the program again. A real honor to have you here with us. I am also very happy to be with you. Good morning, everybody. Father, you're talking to folks in Omaha, Nebraska, USA, but you're located in a different place today, aren't you? Yes, I am in Beirut, Lebanon. I'm uh, originally from Egypt, but I'm working here in the university, uh, St. Joseph University in Beirut. I had yesterday a meeting with all the representatives of the 18 religious communities of Lebanon, Muslims and Christians, two hours on television to, to come together to a peace, together living in peace. Is that a possibility, Father, in the United States? We're so unfamiliar, really, with the teachings of Islam. Is that something that can occur? I think there is a lot of information today on Islam, positive and negative, and other trying to be more neutral, informative. The, the, the difficulty is now uh, to make, uh, to have an objective information. That means a discernment between uh, what is coming uh, from the Islamic world, which is of uh, something apologetical, what is coming from the West, which is often uh, something negative, uh, just to to accept, to say uh, a true word on Islam as we try to do on other uh, philosophy or religion. Mm-hmm. Not easy, but it's a necessity unless we will live in confrontation between the West and the East, between Islam and the West. Well, Father Samir, in 111 Questions on Islam, a course published by Ignatius Press, you really help to give us a greater understanding of what the religion of Islam is like. Why do you suppose there's escalating tensions between Muslims and the rest of the world, in particular the United States and Israel, if it is about a religion and not a more forceful movement? Now, uh, the question with Israel is not a religious one. Essentially, it's a political one. Uh, But because in Islam, as well in Israeli thinking, politics and religion religion are mixed, it makes the the situation more difficult and the solution almost impossible to find. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the relation with uh, America, with the state, is also not religious problem is a political one. You have, there is a fact that the United States are uh, the most 
powerful nation in the world, and they are leading the world. Uh, it's a difficult uh, situation for for both sides, because if you are using your power in a way that it is for your advantage, which is natural, you can be unjust. Mm-hmm. If you if you are in a in a situation of weakness, you feel frustration. Uh, now the Islamic world is since some hundreds of years in a situation of no progress. It's not leading the world. It was the Islamic world in the ninth. 10th century in the Middle Ages, uh, was in a way at the head of the world. Now we are in the Arab world and in Islamic world, uh, we are at the end. We are uh, not, n- not contributing almost in no subject contributing to the civilization. So we are feeling weak and I could say even humiliated. That's why any, any sign of uh, powerness could be, is felt as uh, a domination. Mm-hmm. And this is difficult. So we have really to understand uh, what is going on in the Islamic world, we have to explain it. It does not mean to justify it. Mm-hmm. It means to remain critical for both sides and to say, in this point, I approve you. In that one, I disapprove you. The mixture of religion and politics is no more acceptable in modern time. It, because it, it's, it was acceptable when everyone was thinking the same way. When everyone was Christian, you could have a Christian country and a Christian law and a Christian constitution and so on, or an Islamic one, or a Buddhist one. But today... How can you do something like that? So you have to say, we are following the major trend in, in the West. Most people are from a Christian tradition, even if they are no more Christians. So we are following the Christian tradition. We can say in, in a country like Egypt, the, the main tradition is Muslim. But we have at least a 10% of Christians and a long 20th century tradition of Christianity. It cannot be the Sharia. And even Muslims have another approach to their own religion so that they, they don't want most of them to, to be led by the Sharia which is felt as something from the 7th century, mm-hmm. or the 8th or ninth century. So to accept 
that there is a distinction between religion and politics is a necessity, but it's uh, not traditional. And the religious leaders are trying to make an Islamic constitution, an Islamic state, which is uh, very close to something fundamentalistic, right. which is certainly not helping uh, dialogue with other cultures. You're listening to Spirit Mornings here at Spirit Catholic Radio on KVSS, Catholic Radio for the Christian Community. We're joined today by Father Shamir Khalil Shamir, uh, author of the book 111 Questions on Islam. Father, the Sharia approach to the Islamic interpretation of the religion, wouldn't it be given that Sharia would recognize that there is really no difference between the political and the religious life? Yeah, this this is one of the consequences. The, the other consequence, which is uh, for us in the Muslim world very difficult, is the fact that the, the Sharia is thought in another context, in another time, more than a thousand years ago, mm-hmm. in a more Bedouin uh, context. We are living in another culture. So what was normal yesterday, just yesterday, I was uh, speaking, discussing with an, a Shia imam who is very uh, open-minded and, uh, well, uh, is a philosopher, and uh, he told me, I didn't ask him, he said, I was asking him what the situation of the marriage in the Shia tradition, uh, do you have, how do you do, how do you deal uh, between men and women uh, in some cases? And he told me, he said, well, I am proposing something we cannot apply the Sharia um, Absolutely, simply because it's based on another uh, society. So I myself propose that the woman, when she, she marries the man, that she says, I put a condition uh, that uh, you cannot take another uh, woman over myself. Mm-hmm. We have two or three or four. Um, and this is, he said, acceptable in a modern vision of the Sharia, but it's not often. And, mm. and then I ask him, okay, what happens when um, she asks the divorce? She can, she can ask to be repudiated by her uh, husband. Uh, she cannot repudiate him. The, the opposite. And I said, financially, how it works? He said, according to the Sharia, uh, the money she, she had before is her money. But I said, yes, but the, the, the 20 years or 40 years they spent together, the money they have belongs today to the man and not to her. So this is unjust. And he said, yes. We have to think over and to to make other proposals. That means even uh, very religious people feel 
that the Sharia as it is is not applicable to our modern context because men and women work, but only one will have the advantage of the the fruit of this work. As if we we apply the canon law, which is a good thing, but apply it to to the social. Uh, to the political society would be difficult with mm-hmm. no possibility of divorce and so on. Although the canon law is regularly resought for our times, which is difficult to do with the Sharia, mm-hmm. because people feel it's coming directly from God, which is not the case. But they think so. Mm-hmm. Father, what then would you say are the chief differences between Islam and, say, Christianity or Judaism? The chief differences, uh, well, if we take religiously the dogma, it's different because uh, we all believe in one God, uh, but the, the image of God each one has is in part different. Mm-hmm. They insist more on the transcendence of God, which is obviously clear for us too, we insist more on the immanence of God. That means that God is not only with us, but in us Mm. uh, through the incarnation, uh, through Jesus Christ. They insist more on um, the the all, the the fact that God is all-powerful. We insist more on the fact that uh, God is the all-loving person. Uh, And all these make differences in life. Now, they are differences um, in the conception of the relation between man and God, between uh, human being and human beings, between uh, humans and God. For us, uh, man is created at the image of God, mm-hmm. men, I mean, men and women. Sure. Um, in, in Islam, only the, the mystical tendency, the Sufi, will think like that. They, uh, the others usually deny this approach, even if there is a, a saying of Muhammad, uh, saying that, God created man at his image, but the interpretation of it is totally different. Uh, That we are on the image of God uh, makes very important uh, the role of the human person is is holy. The human person is as holy as God is. And uh, the aim of the Christian faith is uh, the the total development of human being. God is the first, certainly, but man is also the center. The, the, there is no, uh, not the tradition of the natural law in Islam. Mm-hmm. So the law is divine. So we agree in Islam about uh, everything which is given by God, revealed. That means for Muslims, the Qur'an. In Christianity, we make a distinction between uh, the, the, 
the divine law and in fact there is no real divine law uh, in the gospel and the human law we say there is a natural law uh, based on what is a human person and this means the dignity of human person that means the uh, the, the human rights and that is why there is a difference in the approach about the human rights and the declaration, the, the universal declaration of human rights uh, signed in 48 uh, is not recognized absolutely in Islam. The freedom of religion, the, the, that every person is the freedom of conscience, is not accepted. They say, and uh, as long as it is not against the Sharia, hmm. and so on. So there are differences in approach within the common uh, monotheism, the common belief in God as a person. This is common. God as the creator of every person on earth which is common, uh, the fact that God uh, sent prophets uh, to, to reveal his word to the world, and there are common things, and then there are differences. If we accept that we have to live together in difference, respecting his differences and mine, but we have then to put a common basis, which is, for us Christians, common basis is the dignity of the human person, the human rights. If we accept that, we can live together. If we say, no, everything comes from the revelation, because our revelation as Christians is not the same, identical to the Muslim revelation or to Hindu revelation, if we could speak of a revelation, then we cannot have a common basis. That's the, the main problem. Father Samir, I, as you were explaining the differences, I could see where it really comes down to an understanding of our relationship with God, man's relationship to the Creator, a one that we essentially enter into and that each person, each human person, should have the right to have a relationship with the Father, who we recognize as the yes. Father. Islam, it's, it's very different. There is not that interpersonal, dare I say it, relationship that yes. they enter into. Yeah. Our belief in the Trinity seems to be something a little bit intellectual. In fact, it is not. It means that God is Father or Mother, as you like, it's the same, that, that, there is, that the love is the essence of God. And we express that by saying Father, Son, Spirit. Uh, this vision, this approach, is not essential to Islam. It's not totally unknown, because there is the concept of, of uh, Rahman, that God is the merciful. But merciful is not love. Mercy is not love. 
uh, it could be in Arabic, like in Hebrew and in Syriac, in all Semitic languages, uh, the mercy is, uh, Rahman is connected with the motherhood, which is beautiful, but they don't, usually they don't make this etymological interpretation. According to the etymology, in Arabic, in all Semitic languages, uh, the, the Rahma is um, something which comes from the, the mother. Uh, and this could be also a common interpretation, a common uh, meaning for God. But it's not usual in Islamic tradition. Mm. So that the, the relation of love is essential to our inter our understanding of God. It's not the same for Muslims. They have another approach, which is also very important for us, approach of veneration, adoration, uh, that could be sometimes uh, forgotten in, in the Christian tradition today. It wasn't, but today it seems to be sometimes forgotten. So we can learn uh, something we have in our tradition, but which is more alive in, in Islam, and vice versa. And so we can build together a common civilization, but knowing always the differences, the essential differences, which are between us and them. Father, is it practical to suppose that non-Muslim peoples can coexist peacefully with Muslims? Non-Muslim. Correct. Is it possible? I mean, given what we see in Sharia law, but also what we see being played out on the world stage. I think certainly we can. That is, and we did it, and we are doing it here and there, and uh, sometimes uh, now we have to admit that uh, the, the, the human nature is, has also aggressivity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in us, in everybody. The, the question is how to control this aggressivity and to encourage, the, to enforce, reinforce uh, the opposite. Now, I think with Muslims, we could live together if we accept that uh, nobody is trying to, to have to dominate the other. The, the tendency by all fundamentalists oh, uh, is to try to identify uh, my religion or my ideas with... Uh, this is the truth, and the truth, we have to impose it. I, uh, I would like to clarify this. Uh, I am convinced, uh, as every Christian, that uh, the perfection is in the Christian faith, in the gospel, in Christ himself. And I would like to share this with others, but to share not to impose, to propose this to others, 
And if they like, they are welcome. I'm so happy if other people discover uh, Christ as I discovered it. But if they don't want, this is precisely what God is doing with us. Mm -hmm. He is leaving us mm, go to our mm, even destruction. If we want, he is respecting our own choice. And this is the main aspect, respecting the liberty of the other to choose what we consider as the error. Muslims thinking exactly as we think that they have the best religion because they say is the third one of the, the third of the three uh, monotheistic religions. So the, the last one is the best one, yeah. which is uh, unlogical because the, the last one is not necessarily the best one. But they think so. If because they think so, they try to impone it on me, then we cannot live together. If they say, I share it, if you want, you share it with me. If you don't want, no problem, then we can live together. The question is a real tolerance, not that, that I give you some rights. You have full rights being totally different from me, thinking even the opposite of what I think. You have the same right to distinguish the internal conviction that everybody should have with the social, political, uh, and so on rights. Well, Father, we want to thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Father Shamir joining us. He is a priest I of Egyptian so and Lebanese much. descent. Well, Father, it's, a, it, it's been a real pleasure. And as we wrap up here today, could we ask you to impart a blessing upon us and our listeners? Oh, certainly. That God's blessing, where he, he taught us that living, that the cross is also life, that the sufferance could be also life for everybody and resurrection, that we all, Christians, Muslims, Jews, unbelievers, that everybody, that we live accepting the cross which is given to resuscitate with him openly. That's, and that God, our Father, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, uh, bless all of us, our families, our children, Everybody. Thank you, all of you. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Father. We appreciate it. God bless you. Peace.